we're excited because today we're talking about the Grand River. And we're talking about it in two different sections, but I think it'll be an interesting one. Our first part of the Grand River that I wanted to talk about today was the Riverside Park all the way through downtown Grand Rapids. And there's some interesting stuff there because I really haven't seen that many people paddleboarding that area before because it's not typically a place where you'd go swimming or just use it for regular recreation. But as a paddle goes, it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's super unique and there's all sorts of wildlife that I didn't expect. Lots of, you know, birds and uh, cranes and, and different things uh, along the route. And there's a lot of interesting spots of like the buildings and the, the railroad uh, crossings and stuff like that. So it definitely is a paddle unlike really any other that I've done before. Yeah. So the north side of Riverside Park, you get about, I'm going to say, 20, 30 minutes of paddling where you're kind of just being able to just slowly go downstream. So it's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. Um and that feels like a pretty typical Michigan paddle. You've got trees on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, you can hear some of the car noises and stuff like that, but you can see Grand Rapids in the distance, so yeah. it's pretty unique there. Once you cross under that railroad bridge, that's where things are kind of interesting because then it's you're in a city, and it feels like you're kind of on your own road because there's cars going in every direction, and then you're on your own where there's nobody else. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the uh, the big cement pillars, or not pillars, but cement walls to contain the river. Uh, when I was in this, I kind of felt like in the movie Terminator when they jump down uh, on the motorcycle <laughs> and they're riding through like the flood areas in LA or wherever. Yeah. Like it kind of reminds me of that. It's like here's this river that has like actual river banks, and then it's like boom, you're in like this big cement pool, really, right. um, going into closer to downtown. Yeah. So our paddle, we spent some time, we actually crossed the river a few times in that area because you can paddle against it. It's not like it's crazy, uh, a crazy current, but you do have to paddle against it a little bit. We were kind of uh, checking out all the different areas in that, that spot. I would say that one of the better opportunities would be to go in fall when it's a little cooler that's when we went i felt like because then you're not wanting to like jump in and go swimming because mm. i wouldn't necessarily say that's what i'd want to do in right. there but as far as the paddle goes it was pretty unique and then the part where you can you have some choices so i'll tell you what we did first and then what you could do we put it uh we took out by city built brewing uh there's the first dam there and it does a pretty good job of telling you that there's a dam and it says that you need to portage. But it didn't really tell you where you should take out. That was kind of odd. Yeah, it almost made it sound like you could go further than the spot that we got out, which was the then the right move because we needed to. Because right. it made, made it sound like there was one more spot potentially, but I don't think there was. No, I don't think there was either because we went and checked it out after to see if we like made a mistake. Mm -hmm. So I do know that technically you could portage around those different spots like I guess if you were fishing and you wanted to go like pop down into those spots you yeah. could or there's been people that have taken like you know multi-day trips and portaged all the way out to Lake Michigan that then get out and walk you know through downtown and get to the other side right essentially uh, and that is that section's actually where we stopped so yeah. we could have and I, I do want to go 
after you kind of finish the downtown area and it goes back into the more nature part, I do want to do that section again yeah. or a, at some point. But we we took out there and then we ended up just going down to Bridge Street and then we had a couple of beers on Bridge Street. And so that was kind of cool to be able to paddle to a yeah. spot. Uh, one of the things that we've talked about with inflatables is you can just pack them back up if you bring your bag with you and then you can just Uber. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is uh, something that is unique to cities because if you do that in um, say the upper peninsula they don't have uber so you're not going to be able to just paddle as far as you want and then quit or even somewhere up in say nuego where you're in the national forest there's not just ubers driving around all the time up there so that's cool because then you can just be like all right i'm done i've gone far enough and then uber back to your car one of the tips that i've picked up over the years is that if you don't have an inflatable and you're in a kayak you can bring a bike lock with you and then you can just bike lock it to wherever you are. And then you can take an Uber back to your car and go get your thing. So I've seen it both ways, but definitely the inflatable is an easy way to go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's when we touched on it in one of the last episodes. It's why I recommend people getting an inflatable. There's just more versatility with it. Um, you are for sure not going to be strapping a hard board or a kayak to the top of someone's Uber unless you just got lucky that someone came with like a rack and you're like, oh, perfect, I'll just throw this on. Yeah. Maybe that should be a, a business someone creates. <laughs> I have the Uber and it's uh, an adventure Uber. <laughs> well, and I don't even know much on this, but they have talked about bringing the Grand River back to Rapids. And if that ever happened, I will become an avid kayaker. If I can run down a fast moving water in a kayak, I would be doing that. I'd probably be doing laps of that during a day. Oh yeah, it would be so much fun. Uh, I, I know that that has been talked about for quite a while, and there's always talk that it's moving forward, and there's people that want it and people that don't want it. But it would definitely be extremely fun for someone that enjoys the stuff that that we like to do. That's my opinion on it. I don't know if it's good or bad. I just know that it would be fun to do that, <laughs> right? Especially sure. being able to kayak down the middle of a city like that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. So, um, we've taken a second leg of the Grand River before, and that was 68th Avenue, if I do remember correctly. There's a park there, and it, you can put out your boat on one side on the bayou, and then you can go right onto the river on the other side. And there was just a bunch of goats there. Yeah, that was that was the funniest part of that paddle. It's like, oh, let's go. This one was a little later in the season, and so we're like, oh, it'll be colorful, and Cool. So we get to this spot and we we start inflating our boards and then we walk over and there were like, I don't know, 10 or 15 goats yeah. just hanging out. Um, and it wasn't like there were no homes there. Like I, it was like a free range goat uh, farm fleet. <laughs> I don't really know. They had tags on their ears too. Like someone claimed them. And I, I mean, I guess I don't think there's just like a island of wild goats yeah. uh, right here, but it was definitely, it was funny. It definitely was a memorable part of that trip. Well, it was like they're almost on a peninsula because there was a bayou on one side and then there was a fence in between us and the goats, but then there was nothing out into the water. And I don't know this, but maybe goats don't swim at all. So it's just a natural <laughs> barrier for them. But that was the beginning of that paddle. So it was kind of, it was funny. And I mean, they're just kind of cool because they're just sitting there. So we got on the water there and started going uh, downriver. And it's pretty windy that day. Yeah, that was definitely when we talked about when we were uh, on the north side of the, of the city, 
we were going downriver that day and it was pretty calm. Yeah. This day, we thought it looked really calm and we turned a corner and we had a pretty good wind going against the current. So it was strong enough that the benefit you got from just floating with the current was totally gone. Like we had to legitimately paddle fairly hard that most of that trip. Yeah. And um, I'd say that we, we spent some time exploring a, a few of the different areas, a couple of the islands. I found out that those islands are, they have trees and that kind of thing on them, but they're pretty mucky. So yeah. <laughs> I almost lost a boot in the mud there. Well, so many times during the year, if you are, are in this area, you see that it's flooded up into the trees and the river levels go up and yeah. down. So I didn't really think about it, but that island is probably underwater a lot of the time. So when you took that step, you're, oh, this will be cool. We should go. We had hammocks with us. Yeah. Like, we should go set a hammock up on this tree. And then you stepped and just like, you were pretty much stepping into a mucky bottom water uh, that just happened to be a little bit above right. the water level at that time. That was actually one of the cool spots um, just down the river from that is there was a spot where the water level was higher than the trees. And so we kind of were weaving in and out of the trees and that felt pretty cool. And I'm excited for this spring because I want to go when the water levels even higher and do that again. Yeah, that does make it cool. It kind of reminds me uh, when it's the water's that high, kind of reminds you, you see that more in like uh, like Florida and these different areas where yeah. you can like paddle the mangroves. through the mangroves and stuff. And it's like the Michigan version of that. You know, you're paddling through tr- trees and the main thing is uh, just paying attention to what's just below the surface because you can definitely hook your fin on on something right there and you'd be in the water pretty quick. That's one of the differences in one of the things that I bought this year is I bought a river fin specifically for that. So typically a paddleboard fin is pretty steep and um, so if it hooks onto something like you can kind of just fall off the front of your board because it just trips you up almost like getting tripped up when you're skateboarding and hit a rock. Yeah. Uh, my river fin has a lot slighter, like a lot lesser of a curve, and so it'll bounce over top of it, and it won't take you completely out. Mm-hmm. The drawback is you don't track quite as well because right. your fin isn't as big as it would be. Yeah, which on a on a day with not as much wind and a little bit of current, that wouldn't be as big of an issue. You kind of just float along, paddle a little, and steer with your with your paddle a little easier. Yeah. Than against the uh, strong wind or current. So one of the things that I wanted to touch on is we ended up finishing our, let's just uh, have some notes here. We ended up finishing this at, oh, that, that one's called Riverside Park as well. So yeah. there's another Riverside Park further down the, the river. That's where we took out. And that time we had uh, cars at each spot. So then we drove ourselves back to the other way. Yeah. Um, but this isn't our only time that we paddle in grand rapids those are two sections that i think are pretty fun the downtown one feels a little bit more of a unique experience if you're an experienced paddler Mm -hmm. this one felt pretty typical of like what a a river paddle would feel like pretty much everywhere in the state yeah um but then there's also the thorn apple river we spend a lot of time on reeds lake there's a lot of spots um and once you start heading up towards rockford there's a few lakes up there that are are good for paddling and Mm -hmm. we enjoy them but Reed's Lake has brought a couple of early season paddles for us that were pretty good because it opens up relatively early. It's downtown Grand Rapids. I mean, just outside of yeah. it. They've got good access. 
And as far as an early season lake goes, like that's a pretty fun one to get to. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's, we've actually been out there early in the season. Uh, I remember actually being out there in March. Mm -hmm. It was St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. And it was broken up, but it frozen over. Uh, so we actually were breaking through like that thin layer. Um, and there was a boat going out fishing that day too. So, uh, you know, it was open enough that, that people were actually out there. We've actually then also went really late season and probably still to this day, one of my favorite days paddleboarding ever was in early December, five, four years ago when it was super foggy and it just led to a really unique experience, which is like still one of my favorite photos ever uh, from the fog that day. That that was like it was almost like a advent, like the beginning of like an adventure story or something. Like it could have been put on the cover of a book, mm -hmm. as far as the way that that photo looked. That was that was super awesome. Yeah, definitely. So that's pretty much sums up like paddling in Grand Rapids. There's a lot of spots. I'm sure that everybody has their favorite spot that's in here, but I just thought it would be kind of fun to bring a couple of unique experiences and talk those over to maybe have people try something a little bit different. And so um, now I wanted to shift gears a little bit because this is our fourth episode. And one of the things that we're getting is people wanted to know more about us. And we've done some things before. The first one was the Ask a Michigander, which you were part of. Yep. And I'm going to play the audio from that right now. I'm Andy and I'm a Michigander. How much does it cost to cross the Mackinac Bridge? $4. Favorite Michigan sports team? The Lions. When will the Lions win the Super Bowl? Probably never, I really think. Camp, cottage, cabin, or lake house? Cottage. Where is up north? The Upper Peninsula is up north. Has it show me the biggest fish you caught? Uh, salmon? Point on your hand where Ypsilanti is. What's your favorite season? Summer. What's the best Great Lake? Lake Michigan. Where's your favorite outdoor activity? Being on the St. Mary's River. What native Michigan animal would you choose to be? A bald eagle, favorite animal ever. Spell Keweenaw. K-E-E-W-E-N-A-W. Ketchup or gravy on your pasty? Uh, I kind of go back and forth, but I think I've settled on gravy. And now I've got a few more questions where I thought it would be fun. I wrote some questions. Didn't even show you them. I'm just gonna ask Andy questions about him to maybe get so that right. everybody can get to know you a little bit better. So the first one is, we grew up camping, outdoors, countless hours of boating, um, pretty much snowmobile, quads, anything that you can ride, skateboards, we can do. The one thing that I've said is, we can pretty much do it all, but no one's gonna really be impressed yeah. with right. watching us do it. Yeah. Like, watch how high I can ollie. Right, yeah. <laughs> we did that competition last summer. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> impressive. No. So, with that being said, out of all the things you did, what's your biggest, like, oh no moment, I think I sent it a little too hard? Uh, so, I caused the damage <laughs> in this one, um, but I didn't receive the, the damage. Um, one of the things that we did... Uh, a lake called Monica Lake. It, uh, we've actually been there in a few of our videos. In Brimley, Michigan. Yep, yep, in, in the Upper Peninsula. And my friends had a cottage there, and we'd go out there pretty much every weekend, and we would go tubing. So our friend's dad would go hard. You know, we were high school kids, and we were like, no one can get us off these tubes. We would battle. We'd have multiple tubes hooked up. Uh, one time I flew off, and I 
kicked my friend in the nose so hard with my heel that it totally broke his nose. And when we went back around to get him, I mean, blood pouring out, broken nose. Uh, that was probably the one moment where I was like, oh, no, like that was, that's bad. Like, He's injured um, because, you know, we fly tubing. You're always like, oh, that one hurt or whatever. But that was like an actual like, oh, no, that was a that was a bad one. Did it look like a shark attack happened in the water? Yeah, it's crazy how how bad, it, how much worse it actually looks, too, when then there's water involved. In right. It. So, yeah, that was uh, that was one of the moments. And that again, that didn't happen to me. Um, and one other one that um, that I did that was a little more me was uh, our grandpa bought a quad that he wanted to ride around his property. He yep. said, and he actually ended up buying like somewhat of a it was souped, a, blaster. a Yamaha Blaster. Yep. So it wasn't like a putz around the yard type of of quad. So I'd take that out with my friends, uh, load it up, and take it to the trails. And one time we were out on these trails, it was just so muddy and so much fun that I, I buried it to the point where I was like scared that it wasn't going to be like able, we weren't going to be able to get it out. And <laughs> we were in a spot that it was not going to be easy for someone to come help us. Um, so what happened was I had a friend on a dirt bike that kind of went around it and then another friend on a bigger quad that kind of took a different route and I took like what ended up being like a little drop off and just totally underwater. Um, so getting that out, especially because it essentially wasn't mine, right. um, made it worse yeah. um, or better, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we were able to get it out eventually. But that was probably about a half hour of like, oh no, I'm going to have to tell everybody that it's broken or it's gone <laughs> you know stuck yeah so that was that was one other moment all right so then my next question if you had unlimited time to get good at any of these things that we did growing up to where somebody might actually be a bit impressed mm -hmm. what sport or activity or um board or what, what would you be riding if you had unlimited time to get good at it skateboard yeah I, i've always been most impressed by skateboarding so i skateboarded a lot in like middle school everybody so, did. yeah right i would like go out skateboarding had some friends that like were getting their license and we'd like ride around and think we were cool uh but skateboarding for sure and i was always just very very average like below average probably right but i loved it and i still to this day um, I, I follow a lot of skateboarders on like social media and i am most impressed still like because it's something I could never do, but like, right. like going down like a set of eight stairs, like doing any trick really, in the way that the board just stays with the person, like it still impresses me all the time. And I think that that would be, besides the fact that being where I am now in life, I wouldn't want to like take the injury risk of doing <laughs> yeah. it. Um, I still wish that I would have been better at skateboarding. So I kind of took like a break throughout most of high school where I didn't do it very much. And then I started doing it again in college because like that just seemed like the right thing to do. So me and my roommates like built like a little skate park in our apartment one year. <laughs> and uh, actually I probably ended up getting better at that time than I was when I was younger. And then this is like one major sprained ankle that made me miss work when I was 
trying to make money for the school year. Like, <laughs> like, all right. I mean, so I switched to just having a long board. Right. I still have the other board, but it's, um, it's pretty much just an antique now. I mean, yeah. long boarding, I can go. I'm fine. I love skateboarding. I broke my ankle skateboarding. Ruined Thanksgiving. I broke my ankle skateboarding when I had just signed to go play college football. And uh, my dad was not impressed. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was our dad. That was a funny one. So that could have been the answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one time when you went a little too hard, something that you'd really like to get good at. And then the third question is, for people that are just starting to get into the outdoors or they don't even know where to start, you know, sometimes I think just going out and doing stuff is the first step is the hardest. What kind of recommendations or what kind of advice would you give somebody that wants to start taking Michigan as an outdoor activity area and wants to start taking advantage of it? Yeah, I think one of the things is, like what you said, it's very... Most places like are very accessible. Like there's rivers, there's lakes. Uh, one of the easiest things to get into at first is just you can call it hiking or nature walks or whatever. Right. It's not like you don't have to say like, oh, I'm going hiking and I'm like putting on a backpack with you know all my gear in it. But just getting outside is, I it's so accessible that it's just taking that first step and going to right. do it. So. Uh, I mean, if you have any pair of like tennis shoes, you know, and you, you go on to, uh, any trail. So I have a couple, um, apps that I use. One of them is called all trails. You pretty much shows you where you're at and it will show you any trail that you can, that you can go, uh, yeah. go for a hike on. So like going out hiking, I think is one of the first things that you can do. Same thing, you know, insert winter hike or snowshoeing, you know, you might have to, to uh, get some snowshoes or whatever. But yeah. I think that's the easiest access point to any of the outdoor recreation. And then if you want to get into other things, sometimes there's more involvement. Like, so if you're like, I really want to go kayaking, it's like, you know, you have to figure out if you want to buy a kayak or find one, somewhere to rent one or yeah. or whatever. But that's why hiking is, is cool because it's just, you can get going. Your first point was the most important to just get out there to try something new and if you can find a place to get your hands on some of the more um, expensive, like top end gear by renting it or borrowing it or doing that is, the, is a great way to start. Yeah. So um, that's it for today. That's what we wanted to talk about. Um, I wanted to say thank you to everybody who started listening to that, who has liked and subscribed and uh, commented, reviewed, did all the things that you would do for podcasting because we enjoy bringing this to you guys. Next week, we're going to flip the script and Andy's going to ask me questions and I don't know what they are. And um, I believe that next week we're talking about uh, our trip to uh, the Livingston County area, Brighton, um, hell, that whole Pinckney. That's what we're doing next week. So join us then when we're talking about that. Until next time, cheers.